T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for KJ and Don Darrow. With KJ Carson and Mark Don Darrow on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. I would say the offensive line is struggling. The ground game is struggling. The short passing game is struggling. The long passing game is struggling. The quarterback is frustrated and struggling. I want to make sure this doesn't turn into Mac sucks, Mac looks terrible, Mac's inaccurate, any Mac-specific stuff. This is a systemic problem. This is the offense struggling. The protection, the routes, the getting open, the quarterback finding guys that are open. So I don't want this to turn into the sky is falling, year two Mac stinks. But the offense has looked better when Mac's not in there. That's just a simple reality of the summer. And I don't know if that's the number two offense going against the number two defense, whatever the details may be. But Zappi has found more open receivers, has found more plays that looked like they were run in a traditional time, timing manner. Um, mm-hmm. And even last night, Hoyer made some really nice throws down the field. Thank you for starting your Sunday oh, morning with God. KJ and Todd Darrow on WEEI. 617-779-7937. You heard Andy Hart giving his firsthand account of what he's been seeing at Patriots practice. Now, Mark, I think it was a week ago where I said, you know, celebrate the pads being off and the guys jumping high and looking really good with, with no opponent out there. But damn, in a week, you put on pads and now you look worse? That's a problem, KJ. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a problem. Um, there is absolutely no reason to think that if they're not having success in, in the preseason, in training camp practices... Um, and during these, you know, live simulations that they're going to have success when they get on the field in a real regular season game against a good team in the AFC. And guess what? This year, there's a lot of them. Yep. This is a bad, bad sign. And this is not obviously Tom Brady playing quarterback. And as a result, if they don't have success or look the part in the preseason, they are not going to look the part in the regular season. I can guarantee you that. Now, there are people who are like, well, the preseason doesn't matter. And I, we said this last week. If you're good, the preseason doesn't matter. This team is not good. It did not improve. Every hope, every wish, every desire is the hope of one guy get better. When we've been saying this whole time, if you don't go get an A-list receiver, if you don't go get more help, 
if you don't get a coordinator getting a second-year guy to better understand where the ship is going, you can put a boat in the ocean, but it doesn't mean you're going to get to England safely. And this is and this is where I've seen this coming. So Andy is a bit right. There's a structural problem, but if the structure is bad, the players aren't going to be good. They're not good anymore. They're not going to be good. And this is why I've said, look, you may be looking at a six and eleven team, a seven and ten team, not because of Mac Jones, but because of the New England Patriots and the upper management and the lack of decision making and all these months. And well, you know, Bill's not saying much. There's no OC. Will the sun be the DC? All this uncertainty shows up on the field, and you're absolutely right, Mark. If it's showing up on the practice field, it's going to show up on the real field. Yeah, back in the day, I would have had more success or more um, hope. hope, I guess that yeah, they if they could look bad in the preseason, all is not lost. You know, right. if they didn't look like they were clicking on all cylinders, like that's why last week I forget if it was a caller or a text or somebody got on us. Because the, I said, yeah, or maybe yeah. it was on Twitter. Somebody got on us about saying, or on me, for saying that the first four games are going to matter. And their point was, well, it's always September's an extension of the preseason. See, I, I don't think so. Like, I think that this team is going to be what they're going to be in September the entire year. Because if they aren't good enough to play well and figure it out in the preseason and in the regular season opener slash the first four weeks... I don't think they're going to be good enough to figure it out for the entire season. I think just too many things are going to be in their way, whether it's a lack of talent, whether it's the coaching staff is too discombobulated, whether or not it's just, I don't know, Bill Belichick hasn't, he doesn't have the, the horses that he used to. I, I just don't, I, I'm just telling you the way I feel based on everything I've seen and read and how the trajectory of this team went last year. If they don't shape up, and again, we haven't seen a preseason guy, I think we need to reserve all opinions. Well, like that's what I said. La- that's what I said last week. I'll I'll let everybody have their flowers about what they see in practice and everything until I see a preseason game. But if it's again, like you said, if it's looking bad in practice, what makes you think it's going to look better in a game? But but uh, say to that point, KJ, like yeah. also the, it's on the negative side, like this guy hasn't looked good. Mac hasn't looked good. All right, noted. But until I see that in a preseason game, right? I'll you know. I'll keep the door open that it's not a disaster and they're not trending in the wrong direction and that it's right. going to be a really long fall. Does We're this, talking about practice. This this Correct. does this bad look better than the other teams bad? Right? That's what we still have to find out because again, it's all you know, inner scrimmage. But um it's KJ and Don Darrow. Thank you so much. Join the conversation 617-779-7937, the text line 37937. And on your Alexa device, you can check us out. Say hey, Alexa, play. 93.7 WEEI Boston, you're right here. So, uh, so for the uh, for the uh, the Hall of Fame game that was absolutely horrible on Thursday night, there was something that jumped out at me. It said, "Well, what if the Patriots played in this game? Would you have seen Mac Jones and well, it's kind of hard to pick a receiver, uh, Kendrick Bourne standing off on the sideline, just pretty much in pads, but you clearly know they're not playing. Or was this is this Patriots team a team that you said, hey, if they were in that?" Hall of Fame game, you want to see Mac Jones play some snaps. I want to see Mac Jones play snaps. I mean, that I get it. That tells you the quality of where the team is because if you're the Raiders, you say, you know what? We know Derek Carr and what he can do. We know who Devontae Adams is, and we know what he can do. But if you put the Patriots in that game against the Jags, even the Jags said, hey, we know Trevor Lawrence is our guy. We're not going to put him in there. 
But the way this Patriots team is constructed right now, you would want to at least see one or two offensive series with the 1A offense. Well, the the preseason for the Hall of Fame teams, don't they get an extra? Isn't it an extra game? Uh, no, I think they just no, get they will play three one, this year. Yeah, they only play, play three. three. So they have okay. a bye so week they, next week. Right, so they won't play in that last week. of uh, They get a bye week somewhere in there because the Raiders do play again. Uh, another preseason game against the uh, the the Patriots, and that's the last week. So How the bye week is this week. upcoming week? But, but the Raiders have four preseason games scheduled. Don't oh, wow. the Patriots just have three? Yeah, the Patriots. Well, the, the, so most of the, so yeah. I think that's an extra game. So that's my that might have been why that might have been why some of those guys aren't playing. But the point stands. I need like Mac Jones. This is not a situation where all you can do is sit back and hope nobody gets injured. Like they need that, but yeah. they also need guys on the field in the preseason proving themselves, and that includes Mac Jones. As good as he was as a rookie, he needs to go out there and become more and more of a, I guess I'll say, dominant presence within the offense and in the, you know on the team. He needs to prove that he can execute the plays. I mean, he's got a lot to prove, despite the fact he was really good as a rookie. This is a, you know it's concerning what Andy Hart said is very, very concerning. Like, I didn't expect to hear that. I didn't well, expect to hear that the offense looks better with <clears throat> Brian Hoyer in there. Brian Hoyer, as you, but, we all but respect But you know why Brian that is? His, because Brian Hoyer knows how to manage a game probably better than his pseudo-coordinators, right? Like, it, it's all about the balance and the dance of how you're calling the game. And I think that's what... We really need to see, as those who are watching the Patriots, how are these games going to be called? How are plays? What do? You, what do you? What is the best play for the Patriots as constructed on third and seven? What? What is going? Matt Patricia going to call now? In in all in, def, in a slight defense of Matt Patricia, if he has the ability to show Mac Jones what type of defenses are going to show him, then yes, I can see that as a very valuable commodity but as the person who's calling the offensive plays i think that's what everybody really wants to see what are you going to call because we're the this is the fan base that says third and five if you do that halfback toss crack back i'm going to scream again so that's really the underlying question and that's where andy is right where look this is a a structural thing problem yeah structural we i think that's a word that's appeared on this show over the last couple weeks structural and systemic problem that I've been saying all along. Mark, you've said you don't think having a coordinator is not going to be an issue, but if if the second team is looking better than the first team, th- yeah, there's something structural in well, there. Yeah, and this will this will all come down on Bill Belichick. You know, I, I don't care. Obviously, you know, we'll have to see Joe Judge and Matt Patricia have stuff to prove, obviously, as offensive coaches. But this if it does go really south really fast. This comes right on Bill Belichick's desk. This falls right on Bill Belichick. He'll get all of the criticism from me, and I will not be putting it. Like I don't. I don't even waste my time with Matt Patricia. Okay, like what am I supposed to do? Get on him for his play calling? Seriously? When the, he doesn't really have the acumen. No, to call he's, those he plays. shouldn't even be there. <laughs> you know, if he succeeds, I will give credit to Bill Belichick, and I'm right. leaving that door open too. But if he's terrible. Matt Patricia, like, especially with what we know about Matt Patricia. I mean, he was a disaster in Detroit. The defense is under him. Fine. He was, you know, he was the coordinator for some couple Super Bowl champions. But overwhelmingly, the, the defense under Matt Patricia continued to erode, erode, and further erode before but, he ultimately got the head but, coaching but, job. But, but you know, one of the biggest plays in the first quarter yeah, right, in the history good. of the NFL. That's where I did a pretty good job.
Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like, that yeah. comment there didn't help anything. I'm not going to get on Matt Patricia just because I don't have as much. I don't have any respect for him as an offensive coach whatsoever. If they don't do well, I will get on Bill Belichick, and he will get all of the criticism. But you already it. but you already know what the path of least resistance is. If it's not working out with Patricia, next man up, it's Joe Judge. So it's going to be Patricia, and if that doesn't work out and Bill catches heat, then it might be Joe Judge now stepping up to do these things. And hello, Mr. 31st offense in the league the two years you were a head coach with the Giants. So you, you can we can get on Belichick if things go bad, but it's just the next man up thing, and it's going to be Joe Judge for the remainder of the season. And my real concern is I don't know if the talent regression for Mac Jones is going to come through his inability to do things on the field. I think the regression will come from the inability to properly call plays in specific situations that can lead to success. That's why a coordinator is important. If you've got a second-year guy, if Brady's here, even if Hoyer's in there, you can say at least Hoyer's been in the league for almost a dozen years and has seen more things. It's 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 mind-boggling. I would literally feel better if Brian Hoyer was the offensive coordinator. I, you know what? That's not crazy, yep. right? <laughs> At least he's been in the room where they were discussing. What is it, the line from uh, from Hamilton when they were in the room when, the, when they were in the room when the room was in the room? At least he was in that room. These yeah. other two guys have not been, and that and and this goes back to my whole thing is, look, if you don't have someone to kind of still coach up a guy who's very coachable, who shows that he has a great increase. There should not be issues on the practice field when you put the pads on. That's that's crazy. And it does not feel like I get I, you know we're all on the weapons and they haven't had the weapons and they don't have a number one receiver and all those things are true. But you know I'm I go through that list of, of receiver names: Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, you hear about Tyquan Thornton is looking good. Not that he's going to be this impact guy, but he looks good. He's probably going to make the team. Jonu Smith has emerged, which I think is funny because we haven't played any regular season <laughs> games. Hunter Henry, you know, they, don't try to tell me, KJ, that there are no weapons on this offense. Are they elite? Is there a number one? No, they're not the best group in the league. But don't tell me that Mac Jones, in his second year with Bill Belichick as his head coach, can't have any or shouldn't have any success with the guys that are on the field. And that is even more so the case when you factor in the running game and what they've had at running back and at offensive line. You know, like but, they, but if, a, you, if you have a good coordinator who's a great puppet master, then yeah, you can make those different players work because you were like, wow. We never thought we'd have to defend for Jacoby Myers like we probably have to game plan for. A good puppet master does that. I, there's no puppet master on the offense right now. If Josh McDaniels had these weapons or, or, or players, I won't call them weapons, I would say I would feel pretty good about this because, hey, Mac Jones is going into the second year uh, with, with a guy that he trusts and they can really hone down and knock down what they want to do. With Mac Jones, you almost feel like he's the third teacher in the room. Well, he had he. I mean, Josh McDaniels had John Smith last year. What the hell happened? He was well, awful. I, well, he had Nelson Aguilar. He was terrible. Well, you know, but again, I, I, you just don't know. You can only go by the film. They were horrible. I, I, you know, I think there were more misplays. I don't think there were bad plays called for them. But if you drop a ball, that's not on a coordinator, right? That that's that's not on the coordinator. That ball tips off of your hand and it goes for a pick six, like the Saints game last year on Johnu Smith. That's not on the coordinator. That that's on the player. So you know, at some point, players have to take the the hit for what they've got. 
But again, this same team with pretty much these same players and receivers got to the playoffs last year. Yeah. So you would think that, hey, another Mac, a, a, a better Mac Jones a year later could probably yield the same or better results with the same puppet master. There's no puppet master. It's just kind of like, hey, we just got a room and let's figure it out. And that's dangerous for this team. All right. When we get back, I'm going to tell you exactly. I'm going to respond directly to what Andy Hart said about the criticizing of Mac Jones if things go south. I want right. to do that because we're going to get I'll get more into that when we get back. All right, 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ and Dondero. Right now it's time to trend with Nick. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to KJ and Don Darrow on Boston Sports Original. WEEI. KJ and Dondero, W-E-E-I, thank you for starting your Sunday with us. Uh, Mark, I cannot wait for the Chili Pepper Show, September 10th. In fact, you can buy those tickets for me as a birthday present if you like. Me? Yeah, you are Mark Dondero, last I checked. You, right? you want me to buy you Red Hot Chili Peppers tickets? Yes, as a birthday present. When is your birthday? December 23rd. See, you're like right before Christmas, look, you'll get two Christmas gifts from me. Mm. See, is that how that works? You usually get one, and it's hey, it's like this is your birthday anchor. We can right. change that dynamic. You put some red hot chili pepper tickets inside of my box there at work. Mm-hmm. That's what um, I gotta do. 
I mean, my birthday was last. Well, Monday was on Monday. So, like, it, it's all current, right? It gives you time. You can even be late with it. Probably not going to do it, but happy birthday. I, I, happy birthday. I didn't even know it was your birthday. Happy see, birthday. See, surprises all around here on KJ and Don Darrow. Still to come, the Red Sox mediocrity. Uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Bill uh, Bel- Belichick, Brady, Miami. All that's still to come here on Don Darrow. Continue to hang out. But if you're just joining us, uh, we played a clip from Andy Hart where he's talking about, look, all facets of the offense for the Patriots at camp have looked bad. And they've looked better when Mac Jones hasn't been in there. That's a problem, Mark. The offense has looked better when Mac's not in there. That's a problem. And what I'm going to do, and I don't know what else you want me to do. Okay, I don't know what I know. There's everybody that's buy out those there. tickets that have Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's not going to solve this problem. Okay, <laughs> I, there are people, everybody out there that you know, the Bill Belichick supporters, the Bill and Bill we trust, and all those people. Okay, and I, uh, you know, I've been on the record. He's the greatest of all time. But if if this goes south and if this becomes really bad, I don't know what else you want me to do other than blame Bill Belichick. I am not, like I said, I'm not going to blame the coordinators. Because they're, until I see otherwise, they're completely over their, you know, in over their head. I'm not going to blame Mac Jones. See Andy Hart's comments. I agree with that. Like, this isn't all on Mac Jones and a lack of development because we sure as hell know he's been trying to improve and he's doing all the right things. If he is not in a position to succeed, whether that's because of the weapons around him, whether that's because of the coaches around him, or whether that's just because the head coach isn't able to, be, to get the best out of him, this falls squarely on Bill Belichick, and it goes back to how he handled the end of the Tom Brady thing. It goes back to his inability to draft a wide receiver or whatever systemic problems are in place that don't allow a young wide receiver to flourish and prosper in the New England Patriots organization. This goes squarely on the on the, on the the head of Bill Belichick, and I don't know what but else wait, you want me to say or do. Well, if that's going to be the narrative, and it very well could be, then maybe it doesn't seem so crazy that since February I've been sounding the alarm of – Hey, keep an eye out. Bill Belichick may be working on his exit plan. And if his exit plan out, I'll give you an example of an exit plan that happens in our industry. I was working at this one station. We're playing three doors down. We're playing Nickelback. Uh, what is that? Matchbox 20 with Rob Thomas. We're playing What's all that stuff. Matchbox 20. It's There's a- nothing wrong. Follow the story. We're playing all these songs. And then suddenly we start playing like a lot of Omarion songs. I was like, this This is nowhere near, like, how we operate here. This is, Omarion uh, songs are terrible, but, like, there's a lot of Omarion songs. You know what was up? They were getting ready to sell the station. And sometimes when you're getting ready to get rid of something, you don't exactly invest in it. And I think Bill has losing his vested interest. Robert Kraft making the comments at the winter meetings. Hey, look, I'm disappointed. We have not had a playoff win in three years. Okay, whose fault is that? That goes towards the coaching. Hey, is Shula's record really that important to you and everybody's already calling you the GOAT? Okay, you're not going to have an undefeated season. That's the only thing that's going to separate you from Shula, and you almost had that. So uh, you've heard me talk about like moving stuff out of the deep file cabinet and slowly, piece by piece, taking stuff out so that way when you're let go, there's only a couple things you have to take. Bill has checked through. What's the song called? Bill's Through? For all you parody lovers, Bill's Through. And this is what, and, and if that's the narrative you're talking about, Mark, where it gets worse, uh, Patricia can't get it done. Judge may step up; he can't get it done. Yes, it's all on Bill Belichick. But guess what? At this point, wouldn't he be kind of like, so what? I think where we're not seeing eye to eye is with the the semantics, like the exit plan. 
Like, I don't understand what you mean by exit plan. I, He's I, working on his way out of here. Okay. It, it, because here's the thing. Do you think Belichick is more likely to retire or get fired? Retire. Okay, so then that you work on your exit plan. Yeah, right? but I, I, I guess. I guess you could call it an exit. But when you say exit plan... I don't know. I still think I like to think he's still trying to win. He's just on, you know, he's just towards the end of his career. As a general manager, does it look like he's trying to win? I mean, he did spend a bleep ton of money last year. Okay, but he drafted a quarterback in the first round. Okay, but that fell into your lap and you were there to take it. You weren't going to sit there and take like, you know, a punter because you weren't at the bottom of the round. But again, in terms of how you're managing your coaching staff, because that's you as the head coach and the GM, are you happy with the way the coaching staff is laying out for this team and for what may be potentially the future? So I'll say it this way. I think Bill Belichick is doing things the way he wants to do things, and that and that doesn't necessarily mean what he's doing is what's best for the team. I think he wants to do things a specific way late in his career, and I'm not going to tell him he hasn't earned that, but I don't necessarily think everything that he has done recently is in the best interest of the New England Patriots. Now, if you want to classify that as an exit strategy or an exit yeah. plan, that I guess that's where we don't see eye to eye. I'm not calling that. I don't that's think like that's Sinatra. A- Frank Sinatra saying, I did it my way as the last song of his set, meaning like after I do all the other things you want me to do, I'm going to do it my way at the very end. And if this is Belichick's way of doing it and it doesn't produce results and you pretty much still are kind of like, well, you know what? We we work with what we have and we just try and get the best out of the player and everything. You're working on your way out. I believe that Belichick will be out on his own by choice before Mac Jones is up for his big contract, his second deal. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I, I, sure, fine. Exit. I just think an exit. Two, two, play. Two like, years? who's the next head coach? Is he trying to angle for somebody to be the next head coach? Well, like, that that would <laughs> that would make, see, like that would be that would be more of an exit plan for me. Like if he was angling for some specific guy, a protege that you knew he wanted to see be the what next if, head what coach. If the, well, okay, what if who he wants long term as part of his exit plan is different than who management wanted? As part of the exit plan. You know, we and heard. Le- and, and let's say who management wanted decided I'm not staying anymore and I'm going to take this head coaching job in Vegas. Sure. That could have been the case. But I'm just thinking of like Duke. Okay. We heard for years that Coach K was sort of grooming or had a very strong opinion of who he wanted to replace him. And just. This is the NFL where the players still have control over themselves. College basketball, it's like, I yank your sky. I just watched Hoop Dreams again a couple nights ago. It doesn't, that hasn't changed. The coach could be, you know, Emus Rett now. I don't care. I know, I'm it's, just giving you an example of what I view right. as an, of an exit strategy. Like, you thought about those. I think it's just Bill Belichick. Not so you, much- Okay, an exit strategy that existed in the NFL was Bill Walsh going to George Seifert. Right when Bill Walsh knew he was going to step away from the game, it later became health reasons. George Seifert was the exit plan, and so when they stepped in, all the players were still in there, all the offense was still in there, all the same pieces were there. It was just the guy who was there who understood the verbiage, the language, the players, the culture, the environment was still there. George Seifert was the exit plan for Bill Walsh. I can't think of one in the NFL since. Yeah, I, I just, 
I, you know, the the Sinatra thing I think is the most apropos. I think that's what it is. I'm going to do things my way yep. at the end here. I think he doesn't want to be around people he doesn't want to be around. I think he wants to be around people that he knows, he trusts, he's he's comfortable with, even if that means that's not the best thing for his team. I think he's willing to sacrifice that now. He's still going to give it his all. He's going to be at his be- he's going to do his best with what and who he's working with. But I don't think you know, I just don't think bringing in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to work with Mac Jones in his second year, a critical year where you have all these question marks, I don't think that was the best thing for the football team. I think that was the best thing for Bill Belichick. And that's what he's doing here at the end. He's doing what he wants, the way he wants, and that's the way it is. And we'll find out if that works out. KJ and Don Darrow, WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. By God, please stay cool today. I mean, jeez, another day in the nineties. This is this is like Groundhog Day, but just like in the sun. This Hold on, I need a, so the texter. Sounds like one of you is awake and the other isn't. Where's the energy? I need to know who he's talking about. Do I not I, have energy? My do energy I not down? have energy? Whose what, energy what are you is talking down? About? Like, whose energy is down? I don't that know. Makes no sense. What we're both we're both supposed to scream? Mark, do you want to scream first? Or I'm scream not screaming. First? I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I think Bill Belichick is doing what's best for him, okay? And I'm concerned, you know, pe- too many people operate like this is still the Patriots from 10 years ago, from 2014. You know, if they look bad in the preseason, guess what? They're going to be bad. Like, that's the Patriots today, okay? But, but again, you don't have things that can correct things. So for those who still have that belief of, hey, Belichick, you know, this is an extension, the first couple of weeks are an extension of the preseason – and this is why I always say you cannot compare what's what's on your dinner plate now than what was on your plate cooked for you five years ago. You can't compare the two things. And right now is a lot of ramen noodles in front of this team. There's no steak dinner. There's no guarantee. There's no, what it was, a tartare or something. I can forget it. I can never order it, because but, but it looks good. You don't have someone who can kill and eliminate many sins in Tom Brady. You literally had a third coach on the team that can correct things, win games for you. Think of how many times you saw games where you're like, okay, Patriots down by 10, and there's a whole quarter left. You felt like no, you feel like that's the Patriots could still win by 14 the way the team is set up. This team has to seemingly do everything perfect, and they're imperfect, almost poor, when it comes to the decision-making in terms of who's going to be the middle management uh, leadership of this team. It's just, it's, it's, it's always been atrocious to me. It still is. And it's rearing its ugly head. What in the first week of padded practice? What's always been atrocious? This whole decision making of non decision, really, at the end of last year, after you saw at the end of that Buffalo game, you're like, okay, if the defense is a problem, do you need to name a coordinator as the defensive coordinator next year? Okay, coming back, once Josh McDaniels leaves, you're like, okay, if Bill O'Brien comes back, at least there's an establishment and understanding of what the system is and an offensive guy. But just leaving that be and saying, nah, we're not going to have any offensive coordinator, you can get away with that on the defense because the head coach is the defense, but he's never been the offense. If you want to make the cases of Bill making mistakes drafting in the first round with offense, then why are you not going to have someone help out with the offense? It doesn't make any sense. He wants the guys around that he wants 
to hang out well, with. Just he because wants you still have the- an InSync poster in Bill's house and you can have your room back and we haven't changed anything, you know, you still have your, you know, your CD player that's with the cassette player and the radio sitting up on your dresser, just because you're coming home doesn't mean you're the best person for the job. And I always thought that, hey, look, the best thing that Belichick could have done, and you said that, look, maybe he doesn't want new people around him. Maybe this is where you bring in the fresh blood. Maybe you you go after a Mike McDaniel before he gets the head coaching job with, with the Dolphins to say, hey, we, we want to bring in an innovative offensive guy, and we're going to be not only in charge of everything, but the defense as well. I, it, it doesn't make any sense to not have guys who don't do what they do to do what they're doing, which is defensive guys and calling offensive plays. It. I've never heard of it. What doesn't make any sense to me is if Bill Belichick, and this, I mean, it appears pretty clear at this point. It appears that Bill Belichick, like I said, wants to bring in guys he's comfortable with, doesn't want to have to do a lot of things that might be the best for the Patriots because that's, you know, you have to bring in a guy that you have to research different coaches, who fits best in your scheme. What work? You're to have do. to do work? Yeah, in some ways, yeah, you'd have to not just do work. I don't think he's adverse to doing the work. I think he doesn't want to have to, I don't know, acquiesce to a coach that he doesn't know all that well and try to get somebody accustomed to the Patriot way and the culture and all those things that are associated with bringing in new people that you don't know. You want – that's why – why, why, why can it just be as simple as this? You're in charge of the offense. You ultimately report to me. <laughs> I don't know. Two sentences, right? You're in charge of the offense. You report to me. Because Belichick is going to tell you what he likes or doesn't like. You don't have to be an offensive guru, especially if you're a defensive guru. That would be great because now you're getting a, 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 an insight from uh, what what opposes you, right? Like if I'm a defensive guy and my offensive coordinator is calling something, I would say, well, this is how I probably – Counteract that. This is you, this is where you show a tendency or weakness. There's a yin and a yang there, right? Here is just all yang. It's just yay, yay, yay. This is bad. This is bad, Mark. Seven and ten. Mark it down. Chalk it up. Bet MGM has it at eight and a half games. In other words, they're teasing people. Teasing people to take the over to really believe that the Patriots are going to win nine games. Yeah. That's plus money, too. You take the under? What I don't get just to finish what I was going to say, if you wanted to do that, if you wanted to just kind of bring in guys you were comfortable with and not necessarily do what was best for the team, but bring in guys that you knew, you knew their style, you knew they had a relationship with them, why three years ago, two years, whatever it was, did you appear so willing to let Tom Brady go? Because if you were, I'm not going to you know, accuse him uh, of doing this necessarily, but because he didn't want two kings in the castle. But if you were, if you were, but th- I don't understand. If you did want to, in in one way or another, put it in cruise control, so to speak, and just kind of bring in guys you were comfortable with that knew the system, that knew the Patriots, and you didn't, you could hang out with the people you wanted to hang out with every day when you go to work. Why were you so? Why didn't that apply to Tom Brady? Why didn't you want to keep Br- the guy you had all this success with and you knew so well and you knew what he could do and he could do a lot of what you need done, you know, leadership and all the things, holding guys accountable. Why did you appear so ready and willing to move off of him and then in the same breath you bring back Joe Judge after a disastrous tenure with the Giants? You bring control. back Matt Patricia and put him on the offense. Control. But, the word is control. Well, that's You're just not going to control. That's You're not going to That was a Brady. stupid decision then. If you were going to do that, okay, if you were going to get rid of Brady, you should be at your best to prove that you were going to do everything to win without him. 
You should be salivating at the mouth to try to win but, without but, him. But again, you do remember that Brady went over his immediate supervisor's head and said, look, either I go or Jimmy goes. And management acquiesced to the employee, not part of management. And so if you're that person in management, you just it, apply this to your own personal job, that if you go to your boss's boss and your boss acquiesces to you and not to your manager, and your manager's still around, you think they're going to kind of hang around and be like, that's my guy. No. As soon as it's like you can't trade Brady, this is where Belichick is a few years ago. You can't trade him because management's already made a decision that that's his guy. But when his time is up, I'm not going to be kicking down doors or screaming to high heaven for you to stay. I just don't understand why if Bill Belichick was going to take this approach and bring in guys that you used to have that are now in new roles and you just want guys that you have relationships with because you don't want to bring in new guys and you want to be around who you want to be around at this stage of your career, why did you appear so willing to get rid of Tom Brady, the guy that makes it all go, the guy that knew everything that you wanted done. He was your Patriot way. He was your living and breathing and walking representation of the culture you wanted for your team. He had great skills on the field, the leadership, everything he did. Dirk you Dick knew him. The drug you problem. knew yes. him. <laughs> Why did you want to get rid of him and then do this? If you got rid of him and then went all in to try to win and I felt like you were doing everything possible, in other words, what was best for the Patriots to try to win, to prove that you didn't need Tom Brady and you could win with another quarterback and you were bringing in these new coaches with innovative ideas that you thought were going to be the best thing for the Patriots. I would say, all right, he's he, you know he has something to prove. He wants to win without Brady. Instead, you make your son the coordinator. You don't really give a title to this group. You know you these Joe guys Judge come in. Have his own Joe room Judge, back. Joe Judge, and Patricia come back, and they're doing offense in Mac Jones' second year, a critical year, and they don't know what they're doing. I mean, we'll see. It just doesn't feel like he's doing what's best for the team after being so willing to let Brady go. That's so, what I don't understand. Well, you know, if it's in Belichick, you trust then and- uh, sometimes Belichick may feel like he could play God, and I think that's just what it is. It's control. Well, maybe it's, it's not that. Maybe he just feels like he wants to be around people he knows, and maybe he knows that the team's not going to be as good, but he doesn't care. I don't know. I'm not putting words in his mouth. I'm just looking at what we're looking at. I'm the just coaches saying the, don't the, have the, any experience. The receipts show control, right? Did, did Bill Belichick bring back the best potential people to build a winning team as his assistants? No. No. Yeah. So if if so while he the team is him. This is this is let's just call it what it is. He's the team. Right. That's why he's going to get all the blame if this doesn't go well. And all therefore he's the one that now has control. If Brady was still here, you as 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 a person who's been in that locker room, you know. If you feel like you can go get comments from Brady about the game and Belichick gives you nothing, you still feel like you got equal versage on what happened. Like, look at how Tom Brady has behaved since being in Tampa. And I'm not talking about no, all this. I'm not talking about all this stuff outside, off the field, the businesses, and what I'm talking about on the field. Anybody that's available, he goes after. He wants as much talent in the room as possible. He is grinding, off-season training. Guys got to be here. We got to work. We got to step into the process. We got to embrace the process. Gronk, come on back. Like, that's a man that wants to do everything possible to Julio prove. Jones, I can get you 30 great receptions this year. Right. right. Like- Tom, Tom Brady's <laughs> acting 
as a man that but, is, is as ferocious. As a general manager. Well, yes, but he's whether you like it or not or whether it's right or wrong, Tom Brady is acting like a man that ferociously wants to win to prove that he could win without Bill Belichick. And he's already done it once, and he's continuing to do that. Belichick was okay seemingly with letting Tom Brady go, but hasn't acted that way. To me, he hasn't acted in the relent- with the relentless pursuit of doing anything and everything that's necessary for the Patriots and what's best for the Patriots to win without Tom Brady. He's just sort of gone, all right, we're going to get Mac Jones, a first-round quarterback, but then I'm going to bring in this guy I know and this other guy I trust and I've worked or, with. Or we'll make him an offensive up, coach. We'll see up. how it goes, but I want to hang out with them, so we'll bring them in. Or it shows up in a comment from Robert Kraft at the winter meeting saying, we haven't won a playoff game in three years. Well, what was going on here three years ago? And there's your answer. And who was the one that they acquiesced to? The guy that was here three years ago. It's KJ and Don Darrow. Conversation continues next. Join in. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Thanks for starting your Sunday morning with us. KJ and Don Darrow on WEEI. Boston Sports Original. Big, bold prediction. Bill Belichick retires at the end of the season. First of all, retirement's weird. He likes to golf. He's got a house in Jupiter, Florida, and a beautiful girlfriend. Nice round number of 70. He hasn't named coordinators. He's got kids on the staff. The reality is Bob Kraft and Belichick have always had a little bit of a turbulent relationship. Kraft was close with Brady. Every book you read about New England... Kraft tolerated a lot of the surliness of Belichick. They were 28th ranked in passing. Devontae Parker helps a little. I don't think they're close to Buffalo. Belichick doesn't necessarily love what's happened in the league where players have more power and defense isn't as important. 70 is a good round number. I think they finish third. He walks off into the sunset to his beautiful Jupiter, Florida home. Golfs is a highly paid consultant for the league, but it's going backwards. Weird, wonky, reached on a lot of draft picks. I think Belichick retires as the greatest coach of all time after another 9-8 and eight year. KJ and Don Darrow, WEEI. Thank you for starting your Sunday with us. That's Colin Cowherd. Pretty much saying, Mark, what I've been saying since February. Colin I just didn't Cowherd, say- he needs a co-host. Okay, he well, needs you know what it is? To go back he needs to admit that he listened to the Bills through parody. The, the Nirvana one that I did where I said he hired both his sons and he won't hire anyone now that Josh McDaniel's gone. But we all know what it means, Bills through. Thank you for listening. Because that's what we've been saying. I've been saying the whole time that Bill is kind of checked out piece by piece, slowly by slowly. I just don't think it's going to be at the end of this year. Because there would just be total chaos. And inside of chaos, Mac Jones might say, I want my deal restructured now. Does Belichick have a, a Jupiter, Florida home? I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to research that. I I, I heard he has a home in Jupiter, Florida. I, have you heard this, Mark? I'm just okay, look. 617-779-7937. Let's go to Ray in Boston talking Patriots and thinks the ship be sinking. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, how are you? Ray. Hello, hey, What's how up, are Ray? You? How are Ray, you? Ray, this is where you start your sentence. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Uh, having a phone issue. I apologize. I know the rules. I can hear, can you hear me. Perfect, yeah. yeah. All right. Excellent. Thank you. Um, so it's not many times in the NFL where you get an apples-to-apples comparison considering organizations change, players change, but the 2019, the Patriots went to the Super Bowl and the Rams went to the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Patriots won. 
But McVay and Belichick both had similar situations. They lost their starting quarterback. Now look at the trajectory of the Rams. They went back to the Super Bowl and won due to McVay's personnel moves. Acquires Stafford. Acquires top-tier receivers. Develops talent from inside of the organization where they can. If you look at the Patriots' trajectory since that Super Bowl, they lost their starting quarterback as well. But the talent is much less. If you compare resumes aside, McVay to Belichick, Belichick literally looks like a bottom of the league quarterback. Uh, I'm sorry, quarterback uh, coach, and McVay looks like a top tier guy, top five. Bill Belichick's past, I love him, but I think the comparison's there. And if the comparison's there, it's it's not equal. All right, thanks, thanks for the thanks call. For the call Ray. Ray. Can I just respond to that? Yeah. So there's a couple things. Number one, uh, you so the the Patriots lost their quarterback. The Rams replaced their quarterback. Yeah, there's okay? a difference. So yeah. Jared Goff, first of all, was not as integral to the Rams culture as Tom Brady was to the Patriots culture. When you lost Tom Brady, you lost way more than the guy calling the plays. So maybe the guy Ray on the field may, throwing what the ball. Ray is maybe saying is that the Rams have been proactive and the Patriots have been reactive since, and well, that's true. Okay, the Rams, there's more to what he's saying, though. So you lost your quarterback, Jared Goff. You got an upgrade in Matt Stafford. So they eliminated almost what was a negative. They viewed as a negative, a deficit, and replaced them with Matt Stafford, an upgrade, because the culture in L.A. with the Rams was created by Sean McVay and then, I guess, on defense, Aaron Donald. So it was more yeah. McVay creating the culture than, than the quarterback because the quarterback had accomplished nothing to and that you're, point. And you're able to draft an Aaron Donald because your team was really bad the year before. Yeah, so, you, you drafted you, the, Aaron Donald. You drafted right. Cooper. So the Patriots have weren't this team that rebuilt and now here's the result. So yeah, one is one is going out of the woods and the one is entering into the woods. I my concern about the Rams now is you can overspend and not win because that's what has happened. Now, granted, they are the current winners, but they've been spending now for a couple of years and are going to try and they'll, they'll not have to continue to spend. They may be able to get away with it. But the NFC, as long as Tom Brady's still there, there's always a chance. to keep in mind, they almost lost that game to Tampa if there's not a blown cover, too. So, again, um, I get it, but at the same time, I'm not sure. Now, what I find interesting that's come down last week, and this ties to Brady, Belichick, and now the Miami Dolphins, and to an extent, Brian Flores. So let's go back to when Brian Flores made accusations that, hey, uh, the owner, Stephen Ross, was trying to uh, tank games and paid him $100,000 per. We talked about it at the time, and I said, Mark, it'd be very hard to prove that without an email saying, here's your additional check hitting direct deposit for this Sunday's loss. Like, if you don't see that, it's hard to prove. But another thing that Brian Flores mentioned was this thing about tampering with a particular quarterback in 2019 and then into 2020. And it didn't get as much noise. But the NFL said, oh, no, that did happen. And it involved Tom Brady and his agent in conversations while still under contract during the 2019 season with the Dolphins. I'm just going to say right now, I think Brady, in this new justice that they're trying to administer, we'll get to Deshaun Watson later, in this new justice that's coming down from Sheriff Goodell, Brady needs to look at a one-year suspension. Don Yee probably needs to be out of the league for a year as well. Sean Payton has already given himself a self-exile. No. Well, first of all, hold on. Let me just finish what I was going to say about pay, uh, the Rams, and then I'll get into that. I, the only other point I wanted to make is the Rams are doing what the Patriots aren't doing in terms of hiring coaches that probably 
are in the best interest of the Rams. They brought in Wade Phillips. They brought in all these coordinators that have worked out, and McVay is obsessed with getting the best guy, not necessarily a buddy, not necessarily somebody he knows or has a relationship with, but the best guy for that role with that team. That's what I think the Rams are doing different than the Patriots, in addition to all the spending. Now, in terms of Tom Brady. Well, now you got to hold your thought because we got to get to the top of the hour. Okay. So I'll tell you what, get your calls in. We'd love to hear your thoughts about Brady and his agent, Don Yee, talking to Miami in the middle of the 2019 season, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. That's where KJ and Don Darrow were going to next in the second hour here on WEEI. Thanks so much for hanging out. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.